Hello, friends, and welcome to More Than Gold, a podcast that rejoices in three very important truths. You are precious. You are of value. You are worth more than gold. My name is Sonia DeClerc, and I'm your host for the show. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for joining in. Hi, friends. Take a seat and let's talk. This Wednesday, January 26th, will be Bell Let's Talk Day, and it's time to get this conversation started. This past while has been hard on everyone. I don't know a single person in this world who has not been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, either financially, emotionally, physically, psychologically, or mentally. I have been a huge cheerleader of the Bell Let's Talk initiative for quite some time now. For those of you unfamiliar with this campaign, on January 26th, Bell will donate five cents for every applicable text, call, tweet, or TikTok video using the hashtag BellLet'sTalk, as well as social media video view and use of their Facebook frame or Snapchat lens. This money will then be donated towards mental health initiatives in Canada. This is awesome. But what is even more powerful than the money raised and donated are the one-on-one conversations that will be happening all over our beautiful country and nation on January 26th. So this Wednesday, make sure that you reach out to your friends and loved ones. Check in. Don't be afraid to have a real conversation. For some, maybe even many, these conversations are difficult to begin. It's hard to talk about hard things, but it is the only way to break down the social stigma surrounding mental illness. My friend, you can do hard things. Initiate those hard conversations with unconditional love and compassion. And guess what? When we exercise unconditional love and compassion, things don't seem as hard anymore. This is the point when heartfelt conversation and dialogue can begin. So reach out, talk, and then listen. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to listen. Be present. Be in the moment. Just be there. For those of you who know me, you will know that I will talk to anyone and everyone who will listen to me about mental illness and suicide prevention. The reason I am so passionate about this is because I am literally a suicide survivor in every sense of the word. I have lost far too many precious people close to me in my life to suicide. On my first podcast episode, I shared my personal story of navigating the pain of suicide, the very raw and real pain of what life is like after a family member dies by suicide. I shared how terrifying it was for me after my own near-fatal suicide attempt to return to life with any degree of normalcy, to face the world again, to choose to live. 
I shared how I was a first-hand witness and one of the first responders to the traumatic and tragic ending of life of a stranger who I could immediately tell had experienced some of the most intense struggles this world can throw at us. In this episode, I want to focus on suicide prevention. As a community, as a nation, as the entire human race, we must come together and be united in our efforts. The pandemic has not been easy on anyone. And I foresee a tsunami of need, particularly in regards to mental health and wellness, coming our way. It is time to take action and leave no man behind. So how do we do this? What does this look like? Where do we even begin to start? One conversation at a time. That conversation might begin with ourselves on a very intimate and personal level. Take a moment, right now even, to do an internal self-check. How are you doing? My friend, how are you doing? A word of advice that I give as a mother to my beautiful children is the reminder that when you feel, you can heal. My friend, I will ask again, what is it that you feel right now? There is no right or wrong to this question. Whatever it is that you are feeling right now in this very moment, I want you to acknowledge it, name it, identify it, recognize it. Then, I want you to congratulate yourself for taking the bravery to acknowledge how you are feeling. Once you have done this, I want you to accept whatever it is you are feeling. You might be saying, hold on there, what on earth are you talking about? Do you seriously want me to accept how I'm feeling right now? Sonia, you obviously do not know the depths and darkness of my pain and suffering right now because if you did, you would never tell me to accept those things. Dear sweet friend, you are right. I do not know exactly how or what you are feeling and I wish upon wish that I had the power to take away whatever it is that you are feeling that is causing you such hurt and such pain. I can, however, tell you from personal experience that the sooner you come face to face with whatever it is that you are feeling and accept that what you are feeling is very real and very much a part of you right now, the sooner you can begin transitioning to the healing process. Keep going. You're doing great. Finally, I want you to allow whatever it is that you are feeling at this particular moment in your life. This likely will be terrifying for you if you are experiencing anything that is painful. Let me make it perfectly clear that allowing yourself to feel whatever it is that you are feeling does not mean that you have abandoned hope, 
and are admitting defeat. Rather, you are allowing yourself to take an honest and accurate inventory of your personal state of being. What level is your personal inventory at? Are you in a state of abundance? Awesome, I rejoice with you in that. Are you in a state of just breaking even? Hang on, we can work with this. Are you, my friend, in a deficit? Has everything in your personal inventory been taken from you? If so, hang on, my friend, hang on. I have lived in a great deficit and it is terrifying. If you have nothing left in your life to hang on to, I beg of you to please allow others into your life who can hang on for you. No man left behind. To you, my friends, who are experiencing a state of abundance at this moment, we need you now more than ever. This is a war cry. This is a battle cry. It is time to gather the troops. Take a hard, honest look around you and help where you are able to help. You can and will make a difference. I'm going to say that again. You can and will make a difference. So reach in, reach up, and reach out. And make a choice. Make the choice to be here. Say it to yourself. I choose to be here. But what if our efforts are not enough? What if we lose a dear friend on the battlefield? Here is where I give the heaviest of sighs and offer this simple analogy. I think it is safe to say that we all take precautions and do everything in our power to prevent causing or becoming involved in a motor vehicle collision. We wear seat belts, we avoid unnecessary driving when road conditions are dangerous, and we do not drive while being impaired. In addition to this, helpful tools are available to us like driver's training, traffic laws, and speed limits. We have helpful members of our society who have dedicated their lives to fields of employment, such as police work, who enforce these very laws every single day without thanks and remind us that these laws were made and are being enforced to protect us and to keep us safe. Despite all this, motor vehicle accidents and even fatalities happen. I think it is safe to say that no one wants to be killed in a car accident or lose a loved one in a car accident. But it happens. And my heart truly breaks if you have experienced such loss. When a fatal car accident happens, is it because someone is to blame? Maybe. But placing blame does not bring about healing for anyone involved. 
it might bring about change, very necessary change. But when we live with resentment, anger, and bitterness, these are literally the building blocks of a wall that prevent us from ever experiencing true healing. My friends, hurt people hurt people, and healing people heal people. The bridge between these two categories is forgiveness. So where am I going with this? This is where I'm going. Despite all of our best efforts and love, despite all the tools, resources, and medical professionals who are there to help us, suicide still happens. I implore you to truly recognize that depression and mental illness are life-threatening medical conditions As a society, we have a far easier time coming to terms with death that comes as a result of terminal illness. Illness that is scientifically proved and validated by blood tests, imaging, and other forms of medical testing. Our minds are better equipped to process a diagnosis that is validated by such proof. My friends, I am blessed to be here today to share with you the thousands upon thousands of silent victories that I have fought and won over the course of my life. I am also here to provide insight and draw attention to the thousands upon thousands of silent victories that you or your loved ones who suffer from mental illness are bravely fighting and winning. Celebrate those victories. In the end, I am certain that our lives will be defined by the sum total of these many silent victories fought and won, and not the cause of our death. Thank you for listening, my dear sweet friends. We have just had a hard conversation. You may have a hard conversation that you need to have with yourself and others. Whatever the case may be, this I know with absolute certainty. Once you truly have that hard conversation with yourself, it will be easier to have that hard conversation with someone else. These conversations invite the process of healing into all of our lives. Have courage, my friends. Together, we've got this.